Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And it is uh, Thursday on The Rob Carson Show. Essentially, generally, today is real close to being a blow-off day at work. If you haven't taken the week off tomorrow, pure, unadulterated blow-off workday. Let's just uh, say that right off the top of the uh, of the bat. Now, we've got a lot of things we want to get to on the show, including Ron DeSantis' big announcement last night that nobody expected. Uh, also, lots of things happening on Capitol Hill with regard to the budget and uh, FBI malfeasance. But I want to start with this. Tina Turner at the Super Bowl in 2000. There are few who exemplify the word greatness like Tina Turner. This is a passing as big as John Lennon, James Brown, unbelievable performer uh honestly a a gifted performer a lot of times you watch american idol you know and you think some of these kids are good and you and you look at all of the voices they have to weed through to get to a champion and and you know like uh one of the iconic songs that they try is they'll try a Whitney Houston song, you know, and, and they, they never can do it. They, they never can do it. You can, the, you, all the kids in America can audition for American Idol, and they cannot do a the Whitney Houston song any justice. Same goes with Tina Turner. Tina Turner had a sound and a style and a tenacity, despite everything that she went through in her life, and she grew up working in cotton fields in poverty, she broke into the music scene in the 1960s. She worked with uh, Ike Turner, who was an uh, abusive a-hole. She was able to get through that 20 years of her life of that and, and emerge as a movie star, as a, as a vocalist, as everything. And, and I just, I have to say this about Tina Turner because she was amazing, absolutely amazing. I'm not even a big, huge fan of Tina Turner, but you got to give Tina Turner some props for being the iconic performer, cross-generational, cross-race. Everybody loved Tina Turner. Absolutely amazing performer. So uh, God bless her, and uh, and thank you, God, for giving her to us for maybe 83 years. That was pretty amazing. That was a heck of a run, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
So I uh, got a lot of stuff going on, including the uh, what the budget. The budget is happening on Capitol Hill. They're uh, they're debating the budget. Everybody's freaking out about the budget. I'm not so worried about it because you know uh, I've seen uh, uh, the bottom. I've seen uh, suffering, I, and most Americans have. We've seen uh, losing our businesses. We've seen losing our jobs. Uh, a lot of that caused by the COVID idiocy that happened. And uh, and I just heard a, a statistic that about sixty to seventy percent of businesses when they're new in this country fail. That went through the ceiling. So honestly, as far as the uh, the budget and all the threats that we're getting from Washington, D.C., I think they're kind of falling on deaf ears. The panic mongering by the left and by the Democrats uh, appears to be uh, falling on deaf ears. Not saying that there aren't uh, consequences to downgrading our credit rating, etc. But at the same time, you know, maybe it's time Washington, D.C. started living on a little less. Wouldn't you say... And then there's Corinne Jean-Pierre. She got a little, uh, a little uh, what? A little snippy yesterday. A little snippy. Kind of like a guy getting a vasectomy. A little snippy. And uh, she was uh, asked, why is Joe Biden, if the budget's such a big deal, why is he going to Camp David on vacation again this weekend? What is going on with that? Um, so on the debt ceiling, uh, you, know, you used words like catastrophic and, and devastating today. But the president, again, is going to Camp David this weekend and then going to Delaware um, if the situation is so dire, then why, why is the president? Well, I already tell? answered that question. So you have another one? <laughs> I literally just answered that question. He came I'm back happy. from Japan. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, if you could uh, uh, make lying into an exercise at the gym, she would be just, I mean, totally cut. Okay. No. Any other questions? No, that's it. Okay, great. Let's keep going. Go ahead, sir. What's the last time that... Uh, Repeatedly that you thought that talks had been productive, but you also opened the briefing by putting some House Republicans on blast that you put up on the screen. So how have talks been productive? So look, um, we just laid out... I just laid out the facts. That's all. No, you never do. I've actually... What I did was lay out the facts that I've been talking about and... And the fact that Joe Biden hasn't talked to Congress since February about the budget just blowing him off completely until he gets his way. And it's not going to work because he doesn't have the popularity that other Democrat presidents have had in the past. Highlighting for the past several months. And uh, I think it's always important to do that. I think it's always important uh, when I'm in front of you all and when, we're, when I'm talking to the American people for them to know exactly what's happening. <laughs> It's fantastic. She still has the hubris of somebody who is enjoying a president with, uh, you know, an 80% pro approval rating, even though he has the lowest approval rating in the history of the country, below Jimmy Carter. I mean, really? Here is uh, MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I got some audio from her, boy. I'll tell you what, she owned it yesterday. This is MTG talking to uh, Steve Bannon yesterday. Uh, he's a guy who frequently has been accused of misinformation and disinformation, but he's always right. Here is uh, Steve Bannon talking about this uh, artificial deadline of June the 1st to get the budget done. And what a line of crap that is. Seriously, it's such a joke. And let's be real. Guess what? This is something that every taxpayer knows. This government here, they take in money every single day. You have plenty of cash. Oh, oh yeah. there's plenty of cash. It comes flooding in every day. And what do they do over there at the Treasury? They just keep printing more money. Are there enough people, now McHenry's talking about this gate, are there enough hard-headed business people that say, hey, 
we need to see what's really going on here before we rush and do anything big. Uh, they keep saying one June. Show us, show us your work. Yeah, why? Well, here's here's what's happening in our conference. We're why? not sweating this at all. Yay. No one is freaking out. No one is concerned about this mystery date that Janet Yellen has thrown out, like it's going to like it's going to actually crash America. The only people worked up about the mystery date is probably the New York Stock Exchange. <laughs> mystery date that sounds like a like a tv game show from the 1960s ladies and gentlemen here is your mystery date uh here's a little bit more from mtg about the united states we are not going to default on our debt i mean let's be real about exactly what it is regular americans living their lives day in and day out don't worry about the government and the, shutting o- and down. the oligarchs and the oligarchs that run wall street mm. are, are playing this they're the ones all over mccarthy and his team they're the ones on media all the time and it's all phony the, the political had the story that in treasury the, the worker bees have already worked out a program yeah. of prioritization yeah, of payments of cash comes in we're not going to default it'd be like you defaulting on a, on a bank loan we're not hey, going to default may Boom. may some uh department of labor or department of education contractors or raytheon contractors get their check three days late or boo friggity who four days late mm-hmm. between now and the 15th hey i don't know but that that's a managed process that's not defaulting on the full faith and credit of the united states is it? absolutely well i don't work for the military industrial complex anyways ouch 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 we know what we've been through in our lives the last couple of years. And honestly, when you see the bottom of how bad things can be with what we went through with the government shutting down everything, including our freedom of speech, an open border, fentanyl crisis, homeless crisis, all of that, this doesn't mean a hill of beans to the American taxpayer. 60 plus percent of people are saying, here's the deal. Uh, consider raising the debt ceiling, but you better start cutting like the rest of us have. You'll recall a couple days ago, I mentioned that the fastest growing retail sector in America is dollar stores. And what are people buying at dollar stores? Is it tchotchkes? Is it refrigerator magnets? Is it uh, gift wrap and, and bags? Is it spatulas? No, they're going there to buy their groceries. They're going to dollar stores to buy their groceries so they can have Hamburger Helper and not have it with the hamburger because the hamburger is a little too expensive. But hopefully the GOP won't collapse like they normally do. Here's Jim Gossett as Mitch McConnell. Nothing's happening here. The debt ceiling deadline is getting near. Kevin won't give an inch. But Joe knows it, Mitch, would ya? Yeah, it's a cinch. Joe has a feeling that I'd cave on the debt ceiling. Don't do it, Mitch. Legalize stealing to lift the debt ceiling. Joe <laughs> wants to talk. No, he doesn't. I want Mitch at the table, because I know that he'll walk. Like on the bill back broker plan. Joe knows McConnell is his man. He's got a feeling. Come on, Mitch. That I'll cave on the debt ceiling. I'm known for dirty dealing. Oh, big time. Like caving on the ceiling. Joe's got a feeling. Be a pal. That I'd cave on the debt ceiling. <laughs> so uh, I was on Twitter this morning. 
and uh, and so was Elon Musk and uh, Ron DeSantis last night to announce the uh, the big uh, presidential campaign and uh, make his announcement. We'll get to that in a minute. Don't worry. And then we're going to talk to uh, Bruce Lavelle. He used to work with the uh, Trump White House. Talk, see what he thought of it last night. And and your your calls are welcome as well at eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. But on Twitter, hold the line was trending. It's kind of funny how things trend on Twitter. It used to be when people were talking about stuff that uh, it trended on Twitter. Now I just think they throw stuff up there that, I don't know, maybe it's a distraction. Maybe it's a trolls trying to lure you in to get, because generally it's something conservative is trending on Twitter. You click on it. It's a bunch of toads, uh, you know, Lincoln Project and all these morons uh, just shredding whatever conservative idea you have. And normally I don't go there. But uh, when you click on Hold the Line, which was trending on Twitter, it takes you to uh, Representative Chip Roy, who uh, is, uh, I think he's fantastic, actually. And uh, that's what people are saying. They're saying, hold the line. Hold the line on spending. Don't bend over and take it like the Republican Party has been known to do for so many years because the Democrats do not have the leverage they did. They do not. When you have a president who has a 36% approval rating and a lower approval rating on the economy, you don't have to do that. So we will see what happens. All right, coming up, I want to talk about the big announcement uh, last night uh, with regard to Ron DeSantis. You know, a few bumps here and there, and then we'll get some reaction from you guys as well as some uh, political pundits like uh, Mike Huckabee. Uh, last night on Newsmax, here's the number. It's 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. If you suffer from daily pain, I need you to listen to this message very carefully. As we age, aches and pains are normal, and we are all searching for effective ways to relieve pain, and safety is more important than ever. Let me be frank. We've all seen the horrors of the opioid crisis. You may even have been affected personally, and that's where a groundbreaking medical scientist comes in, Clint Witters. Now, you may have seen this world-renowned health expert featuring in the national media as he unveiled a natural pain reliever that is taking the world by storm. Yes, I'm talking about canalidine, CanoCB2, the 100% drug-free way to get full-body pain relief without dangerous meds. Now, as you read this, CanoCB2 has become the go-to pain reliever for hundreds of professional athletes, tens of thousands of seniors, and the pain reliever of choice for the UFC. Clint explains how canalidine is the only compound on earth that optimizes your body's natural painkillers called endorphins at any age. When taken daily, your body will get back to relieving pain like you were in your prime in no time. And let me tell you, the reviews are incredible. Thousands of others just like you have tried virtually everything and have not felt this great in years. Their daily pain just faded away. I'm talking back, neck, joints, all feel great and renewed. Best of all, CanoCB2 does not make you feel the least bit groggy. You feel great, alert, ready to take on the day. And the best news, CanoCB2 has no documented side effects after years of private testing. Canalidine's CanoCB2 is absolutely the future of pain relief. So whatever you do, make sure you visit TryCB2.com. Check out Clint's amazingly informative report on how canalidine is changing lives by providing safe and powerful relief at one-tenth the cost of pain pills. Go to TryCB2.com. That's TryCB2.com. Dissent is not disinformation. It's the Rob Carson Show. So uh, I guess last night, uh, Ron DeSantis was working with Elon Musk to kind of create a, a revolutionary new announcement on Twitter. It's this Twitter tra- uh, uh, chat thing that, uh, you know, see in the corner. I have a friend of mine, uh, 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 Sean uh, 
Farish was on there last night. He had a group of people, and uh, what it is, it's, it's essentially a live podcast. There you go. It's a, it's a live podcast. It's a broadcast. That's all. It's a radio show. It's a radio show. I know. So I did it last night, and uh, to give you an idea of some uh, some firsts, this is Joe Biden when he first announced that he was running for office way back. I mean, way way back in. Here is the official announcement. I, Joseph Biden, am going to run for the Senate of these new United States founded merely moments ago by our founding fathers. There it is right there. That is Joe Biden's announcement officially, uh, officially transcribed here. Uh, And here is uh, Ron DeSantis' last night. And some people are calling it the biggest fail in campaign launches in history. You know, these things happen, but I want you to hear it. Here is Ron DeSantis, and this is real, by the way. All right. Uh, Good afternoon, good evening, or good morning, everyone, depending on wherever in the world you're joining us from. I'm broadcasting live from David from Twitter headquarters. It's David Sachs here. Uh, Elon is sitting next to me, and we want and we want to welcome you to this historic Twitter Spaces event, and more broadly, a first in the history of social media. Uh, Tonight, I'm pleased to introduce two individuals who've done more to loosen the the folks in in the room here. His commitment to freedom and his willingness to put his money where his mouth is upset the narrative narrative imposed on us by our government elite institutions and corporate media. Uh, go ahead and send a, a heart up if you want to say thank you, Elon. Send a heart up? What did he say? Anyway, that that literally is the first about minute of the broadcast. And, uh, yeah, and they said that uh, the, the reason that it uh, stopped working and the stream went down and all that stuff is because they, were, they blew up the Internet. Uh, so, you know, and that may be the case. That may be the case. Uh, I'm getting a lot of people writing me saying, you suppose maybe Nancy Pelosi was screwing with him? Yeah, Nancy Pelosi doesn't know how to put a, a like, she didn't know how to start her car. So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. But anyway, um, this is uh, brand new. Former President Donald Trump boasts a 31-point lead over his nearest competitor, Ron DeSantis, according to Quinnipiac. That's the latest. We'll see what what happens if it changes uh, with Ron DeSantis' uh, announcement. Um, Ron DeSantis has slid about eight points uh, points from about two months ago where he had support about 33%, and then a 17-point swing toward Trump has happened. And then here's another poll. This is CNN. Trump enjoys a 29-point swing his way against DeSantis since March. So this is essentially the same thing. It's a SSRS uh, poll for CNN. Uh, a poll that was yesterday. 53% of registered voters who are Republicans or Republican-leading independents back Trump for the nomination, placing him 27 percentage points above uh, DeSantis at 26%. Now, that's just as of yesterday. We'll see where the polling goes from here. Obviously, this is very, very, uh, very, uh, you know, it just happened yesterday. So it's going to take a few days. Now, Donald Trump did, uh, I don't know if he had anything to do with this, but he uh, retreated this. And depending on who you listen to, some people are saying it's highly offensive. I am a satirist. I write comedy for a living. And I think it's funny as hell. This is a, a and I don't know who turned this around so quickly, but they literally put together a Twitter chat with a bunch of people, including uh, Klaus Schwab, uh, George Soros, Dick Cheney, uh, uh, Hitler. <laughs> Satan. I'm not, you know, and it's, guys, it's funny. All right. It's just funny. It's not embracing Hitler or Satan. It's just funny 
that and the FBI, the FBI bugged out. So the FBI was on there. Elon Musk says, uh, "Get off the line." And so anyway, here's here is what they did. This is what Trump retweeted, and it is, and it's funny. All right, it's funny. Hi everyone, welcome to our Ron DeSantis Twitter space. Hello, is my microphone working correctly? George, can you just wait while we? Hello. Hello! Uh, can you hear me now? Can I please make my big announcement now? Everyone just... Hello! Just shut up, George! <laughs> can somebody just mute George? It's Dick Cheney. Dick, could you try not to cough on the... <clears throat> okay, so how are we going to take out Trump, you guys? Uh, uh, guys from the FBI, this is not a private call. This is a public Twitter space. Everyone can listen in. Damn it. There's the FBI. Uh, anyway, guys, we uh, invited everyone to this... Uh, this Twitter space, so Governor Ron DeSantis. So anyway, guys, I just wanted to announce that I'm... Okay, I can hear the governor very well. Shut up, <laughs> you shut up already? I'm running for president, okay? Yeah, we kind of already we knew already about it. Know, governor. Congratulations, <laughs> governor. Uh, well, that concludes our Twitter space for today. Thank you to all of our... Hold your horses, Elon. The real president is going to say a few words. What? The devil, I'm going to kick your ass very soon. Hitler, you're already dead. <laughs> Dick Cheney sounds like you'll be joining Hitler very soon. Klaus Schwab and George Soros, I'm putting both your asses in jail. And Ron DeSanctimonious can kiss my big, beautiful 2024 presidential ass. Trump 2024, baby. Let's go. All right, that's pretty funny. I mean... <laughs> that's hilarious. Dick Morris was on last night with uh, Rob Schmidt talking about the announcement. Uh, and here's what he had to say about Ron DeSantis' uh, launch. It reminds me a little bit of the launch of Obamacare. Remember, they had a whole big thing about it, and then it crashed, and right. people couldn't get on the site. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember that. I think that the, uh, the whole theme of the DeSantis announcement, which is look at what I did in Florida, reminds me of a Major League Baseball game where the, uh, where the hitter is going up, and uh, and people are comparing him to Aaron Judge. And he says, look, in the minor leagues, I get 25 home runs. Uh, <laughs> by citing his record in Florida and going against Trump's record in the United States, he's just like a minor league player touting his stats when he's about to go up against major league pitching. All right, here is a Mike Huckabee with some advice for uh, Ron DeSantis taking on Trump. Yeah, Rob, I think the smart play for Ron DeSantis and his supporters is to not engage in the battle. Yeah. Uh, number one, Donald Trump likes it more. Yes. Number two, he's better at it. And let me just tell you, I watched, I was on that stage in 2016. We all knew each other. And a lot of these guys were my friends, and I'd watch one after another say, I'm going to take Trump down. Three days later, they were in the dirt, and Trump... Okay, we'll have more on this in a second. Also, Bruce Lavelle is going to be joining us with his uh, thoughts about uh, the announcement last night. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is a Thursday edition of The Rob Carson Show. His pronouns are he and man. His adjectives are awesome and excellent. And his interjections are hell and yeah. It's the Rob Carson Show. Yeah, Rob, I think the smart play for Ron DeSantis and his supporters is to not engage in the battle. Number one, Donald Trump likes it more. Number two, he's better at it. And let me just tell you, I watched, I was on that stage in 2016. We all knew each other. And a lot of these guys were my friends, and I'd watch one after another say, I'm going to take Trump down. Three days later, they were in the dirt, and Trump was rising in the polls. One of the lessons I learned, I, I learned I wasn't going to beat him, uh, but the other lesson was that uh, if you attack him, 
you will live to regret it and live to regret it pretty quickly, as all of those guys did. So I would tell DeSantis, uh, run your race, do your thing, get your message out, uh, but don't engage Donald Trump. He's a better fighter than anybody else on the political scene right now. Yeah, that's pretty much true. That's uh, uh, Mike Huckabee last night on Rob Schmidt show. Bruce Lavelle, longtime advisor for President Donald Trump, uh, entrepreneur, uh, political pundit, joins us on the phone this morning on the Newsmax hotline. How are you today, sir? Uh, Bruce, jungle. how are you, my friend? Oh man, I'm doing good. Doing now, great. I'm, I'm in hot Atlanta. You are in. Uh, don't don't call it hot Atlanta, by the way. I learned that a long time ago. Do not okay. do, if, do not. Well, generally, a lot of people in Atlanta don't like hot Atlanta because that's what other people call Atlanta. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, let's talk about the uh, the announcement last night. Obviously, uh, Ron DeSantis uh, had some technical issues. We can joke about that and all that uh, because that's fairly obvious. But as far as the announcement is concerned, as far as going up against the the political movement that is Donald Trump, I, I like to say, and I, I'm not trying to sound like I'm just in the tank for Donald Trump, but Donald Trump, I said, is not a is not a uh, candidate. He is a movement. He's representative yep. of a movement and people. So. Uh, did did Ron DeSantis make any headway yesterday? And uh, if he's going to make a mark, what's he going to have to do? Well, the answer is no. I don't believe he made a headway. I, you know, I, I did a hit yesterday and talked about, yeah. you know, if I was going to announce, you know, it's an intimate moment, and that's true. Um, you know, the Twitter stuff is always going to be there. Um, and then the other thing, when you're announcing, you can you control it, just like when Tim Scott went out. He controlled what he was saying. There was anyone moderating or anyone who's like, okay, let me go out and make the sale. Same way the president came down the escalator, he announced, same way he yes. uh, announced that he's running again in 18 in Orlando, et cetera, and the list goes on. And so I don't think it did it any justice, obviously. But, you know, the, the, the point of it is, is I was there from the very beginning and all, worked all spin rooms and et cetera. And we dealt with 17, probably in this this generation, the most qualified candidate pool in the history back in 15. And we took them out one by one. And to Mike Huckabee's yeah. point, Mike and I are really good friends, and Sarah, <clears throat> Sarah and I worked together in the campaign, is that he's absolutely right. And, you know, if you want to engage him, then, you know, we're going to bring the smoke. And you saw Tim Scott, when he's asked about it, he dances around, and even Nikki walks on. Haley walks on eggshells because you know um, we're gonna we're gonna bring the smoke if you start coming out there with all that yeah. that, that side talk. But just to be honest with you, you know I, I think the, the the biggest part, especially with Ron Descent, the um, you almost got me saying to sanctimonious. He's already trained. <laughs> <laughs> See how it works. The branding. Listen, listen. You got to remember the, the the president is a master in retail and and sales and branding. That's what he does. So anyway, that's another yeah. conversation. But you know, listen. We didn't have a quote normal election cycle in 2020. Okay, the the country was shut down. The mail in ballots. Blah blah blah. All the turmoil and chaos and silliness that went down was a total disadvantage. For President Trump, not to mention the weaponization of all the uh, social media, mainstream media, the government, DOA, the list goes on. So in all respect, and I hope this gets out to the, the folks that are listening on your show that might be with DeSantis or Haley, listen carefully. This is a an incumbent in, in, in my mind. You know, President Trump is still the incumbent of the seat he had. Had it been, quote, a normal election cycle, if you want to call it that, 
where the country's not shut down and we didn't have Zuckerberg uh, spending 400 plus million and in, uh, influencing uh, third party groups to prioritize ballot boxes. The list goes on. Normal. Okay. But they shouldn't know that it wasn't right. And so to, gut, to throw your name out there, and I don't know if people are jockeying for VP or whatever they're doing, but I will say this on that note. I, I'm praying and hoping that the VP is a diehard Trump loyalist for that reason. And I'll just of course. Another story. Well, well, Bruce, you know, the thing is, uh, and, and, Trump, uh, he's and, a better oh, fighter than anybody else on the political oh, scene. And I got to right kill the, uh, the volume here. Anyway, I'm having some computer problems. Um, but yeah, the, the thing is, it's about 70, maybe even more percent of Trump uh, supporters feel as though and, and felt as though 2020 was a sham. Now we are discovering that the IRS, the FBI, or the, uh, the, the DOJ, all DHS, all involved in trying to throw 2016 and then actively involved in 2020. The FBI covering up an investigation, FBI lying about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, former Intel officials, I can go on and on. It was not a fair election. And right. so... I'm trying to figure out why anybody would say, oh, okay, you know, I know I'm polling 40 points behind, and then this last week we found out the FBI, DOJ, and all those guys were involved in throwing 2020. That's not going to cause Trump supporters to go, oh, you know what, I think I'm going to listen to Ron DeSantis. I think I'm going to listen to Tim Scott. All it has done is like the Alvin Bragg prosecution, the two impeachments. It's just strengthening the bond between Trump supporters and his movement. Yep. I'm, I'm I'm actually about to drop an op-ed similar, similar, well, an example. Here in Atlanta, we have Fannie Willis, okay? She's mm-hmm. out here, you know, trying to make something out of a phone call to the Secretary of State. Yes. That's, it's a nothing burger. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not speaking biased. I'm speaking as a business owner for over 29 years in the Atlanta metro area. All of the who's who, especially in black culture and black leadership and business, I know these guys. And I'm going to tell you, the, the, and just give you a little heads up, the, the op-ed I'm writing about is outside of everything that's been going on, what we had, the uprising and the destruction of some of the streets downtown, the autonomous zone, which drove Keisha Lance yes. Bottom out, thank God. You know, she was a one-termer. And all of this negative publicity, watch this, for a city that had the reputation of too busy to hate. That's how we got the 96 Olympics. I was part yeah. of that. With oh, yeah. Mayor Jackson on a group, and I was also chairman of the largest transit, seventh largest in the country. So I have a lot of vested interest in Atlanta, but I also know these guys. And Rob, I'm here to tell you, and all the listeners, a lot of the black business leaders, especially, especially what happened after the MLD, that that printed all these yeah. T-shirts and got all their their products ready to sell, get stuck with the bill with no place to sell. That cost us over a hundred million over those type of decisions. Now you have a prosecutor who's weaponizing her office who deliberately blocked out and asking judges to clear the calendar for an entire month of August. So what does that say? You put shelf, you put uh, prosecution cases, uh, cases on the shelf that have murder and rape and everything else. Yeah, that's what that does. When you, when you change the calendar out and open it up for a whole month, then you don't try cases that of, of violent crime. So you're making this political. So my point where I'm going with this, Rob, and all the listeners, is putting another another dark cloud on, quote, the city that historically that was yeah. known too busy to hate. 
the problem is these guys stick their head out. They know the, the backlash, the persecution that they have to go through. But I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's starting to brew. And everybody's, and once this is all done, and we're going to like, is this all you have? This all you have? You mean the sitting president or any United States citizen after the election can't respectfully say, I disagree with yeah. this election. There's no way I could have lost. There was no quid pro quo comments in there. There was no do this or else. It was like, quote, I know there's some other votes out there. Go back and check. There's no way yeah. I could have lost. I, exactly. I got 30 plus percent. But you see where I'm going with that? So, oh, I know. It's, it's Bruce, we were told, Bruce, we were told that we couldn't have a thought about CRT. We were told we couldn't talk about COVID. We were told we couldn't talk yeah. about vaccine injuries. We were told exactly. the FBI, the DHS was involved in actively censoring Americans. We, they censored everything. I said months, a, a years ago, two years ago, I said, if the federal government, if mainstream media, big social media say that what you believe is misinformation or disinformation, it means they know you know the truth. That has been proven 1,000 percent but let me ask you this as a as a black man you see like for instance i saw ice cube the other day and he said the democrats have been in charge for 50 60 years what have they done and if you john donald trump asked a few years ago he said how how i mean how could you do worse what worse could you do then you see baltimore then you see chicago and they've fallen into the pits of hell uh, only some some clear thinking individuals in atlanta have kept atlanta from becoming that because atlanta voters keep in you know re-electing idiots like keisha lance bottoms but do you suppose the butt is off the rose with the after african-american community about you know who normally vote 95% Democrat that maybe they're not getting anything in return and they're literally jumping over the bodies of black men to get to border crossers to try to get them to vote. Is that the vibe you're getting? Because that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, absolutely. And it gets back to what I said earlier about the culture and the black cloud that's floating over uh, Fannie Willis's decisions. Yes. Also, number two, um, to, you know, the, this is actually going viral out here where <clears throat> a lot of folks from all over the world are coming across the border getting a iPhone 14. Yes, you heard me. Oh, dear a, Lord. A, a, a card <laughs> that we, we call the EBT card, but it's another name for it that has money on it, a voucher for a hotel, food, all types of resources and infrastructure. Where does that come from? So in actuality, in black culture right now, this is another thing that's brewing. So you mean to tell me Eastern Europeans, Asians, and everybody else that comes across illegally, when I have paid into the Social Security system, when I have been here as a citizen, you're, you're literally pushing me further to the back of the end of the line? Now, this is, this is what's brewing right now, I'm telling you. So to your point, oh, you, know, we, you, you noticed in 2016, President Trump had the largest black turnout, voter turnout, since Nixon and Lincoln. Yes. In 2020, he got... 13% of black vote, 41% Latino vote. Yeah. And then um, in some certain parts of counties in Ohio and certain parts of the country, there was 20 plus percent black male vote turnout. Yeah. Yeah. Going into the 2024 cycle, quote, black male votes again is the strongest, lowest hanging fruit to grab again yeah. in the election cycle to what the temperament, what's going on now in society. The trans movement, the movement to yes. demoralize the black male figure in the home. As Larry Elder and I, we talk about this all the time. We said it yeah. for years. I was born in the early 60s. 80% of brown households 
I like to pivot with black and brown, whatever, because I'm sick of titles and colors anyway. Yeah, I know, I know. The contrast. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not exactly white either. I'm a little jaundiced and a little pink. (laughs) You know, exactly. So 80% (laughs) of the households had a a father figure and a mother figure in the home. Now it's less than 20%. So the attack and the onslaught on, quote, the this, this positive, strong, black male as, quote, the gatekeeper of the home. That's what I am in my home. That's how my yes, dad sir. was. That's what I yes, was sir. taught through generational wealth of knowledge. Yes, That's the, the tiredness in black culture, like, wait a minute, enough, enough. Yeah. So when you have someone that can pierce through the special interest, and this is why this is not Ron's turn right now. This is President Trump's, because it takes... A real old school, as black culture says, a real old yes. school OG to come in here yes. and to push back on pay-to-play and challenge the status quo on both sides of the aisle. It takes someone of stamina like a Donald John Trump, and that's what Mike Huckabee and I, we talk about this all the time. It's like it, it's, it's a season for this type of environment, and it takes yep. this type of person to tear it down, and that's just yep. the season of the cycle we're in. Yeah, yeah, Bruce, can you, can you hold on for the next segment? We've got to take a break. Would you mind holding for the next yep. segment? I'd like to ask you about uh, what DeSantis said. Uh, to me, it, it, it just sounded establishment. It sounded it's not what you need to break through the wall yep. of, of all of the uh, malfeasance that we have been victims of. So if you'd hold on, we'll get back to you in just yep. a second. Uh, we're going to take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. America is still the land of opportunity for all. If we all come together for her, it's the Rob Carson Show. Bruce Lavelle, advisor for uh, President Trump, political pundit, businessman, is on the Newsmax hotline. Um, I just have a feeling that anybody who gets into the race is going to be outclassed by Donald Trump because he, he, Donald Trump has this, this air about him. He first of all, he's been through all of these seven years of punishment, seven years of clearly political attacks, and yeah. uh, I, I just, I like I said, Trump is a movement. He's not a candidate, and and right. the more you try to hit him, like DeSantis went after his Vietnam record last. I mean, really? I mean, really? <laughs> it's not going to work. What are your thoughts no. on on that? On that? Just because it just doesn't. It, to me, it seems like well, like like Bill 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 Maher said, why would you hire? A tribute band to open for the for the act for the main act. Yeah. So. Well, you know, it, it gets back to the whole the character of the person. For example, Nikki Haley is on tape, and Tim uh, Scott saying, "I'm not going to run if President Trump runs," and that's just all out there. Now, all of a sudden, I'm going to tell you why. And I want listeners to pay close attention. Watch who's announcing. Watch who's trying to get in. They, 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 they say they don't like the way the DOJ is weaponizing all this kind of stuff on the surface. But deep down inside, they're probably hopeful that something will turn into this that gives them a shot. Yeah. That should tell you right there. And I've said it earlier in the segment, this is technically an incumbent running. And I say that respectfully because it wasn't, quote, a normal election cycle in the country. Yeah. It's the worst we've had. It's the only thing that's ever happened like this in the history yeah. of the United States. It, it's not same old, same old. It's not the listen. Exactly. We're, we're running short on time, so, Bruce. Uh, go ahead. Finish your thought, and I have a question. So this, this, That's this, not this about politics. A lot, this shows a lot about character, especially. the uh, you know, Maynard Jackson always told me there's a lot of friends in, on both sides of the aisle. And I remember we used to have lunch down on, on in Druid Hills back in the late 80s. And, and I remember him always saying, never forget about the person that brought you to the dance. 
Yeah. No, don't ever leave them no matter what. Yeah. President Trump bought DeSantis to the dance, and he turned back and left him. Yeah. And so that, should te- that right there should tell you about character. What yeah. else will happen when something gets so convenient for him? Will he turn against the American people because of convenience? That says a lot about character. Yeah. got to yeah. watch that. It's real deep. Other guys Absolutely. respect that. That shows you a lot about his real character. Rob, if you introduced me to someone and it brought me tremendous access and wealth, I would never forget you. That's my reputation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because I know Let how me- valuable it is. Well, it is, and, and and you know, it's not petulant or otherwise to for Donald Trump to expect that. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Let me ask you this: This is not related. To me, this is a heartbreaking day, a not uh, an unexpected day with the passing of Tina Turner. Right. And, and the reason being is she was an icon. She was cross generational. She was cross racial. She was one of my heroes. Uh, James Brown was one of my heroes. I will never forget today the day that uh, you know Tina Turner passed away yesterday. Like I won't forget John Lennon's death. Right. Um, do you have any thought? Do you have any thoughts on her as a performer and as an individual? Well, you know, I grew up with uh, Proud Mary. Keep on, you know. <laughs> you know, I know the whole story. Um, I, yeah. I followed her. My dad, my dad played her in the car growing up. Yeah. You know, she's from the South. She she survived abusive husband of being beaten and and came back and resurrected her, her career. She understood, you know, she found self, you know, her own peace in Buddha, and that's her opinion. Yeah. I, I like mine in Christ. That's just my yes, opinion. Yes, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think to, to say to endure that type of um, trauma, not to mention going through the social economics and the social yeah. part of the country from the from the late from the 60s going into the yeah. 70s and, and the yeah. early 60s what she dealt with what, what I, I thought that was tremendous real quick i was you know it comes in threes belafonte jim brown my good friend jim brown oh, yes. and now her so it came absolutely in threes. and jim brown was yep. amazing man too listen we yep. gotta we gotta run i greatly appreciate you joining my friend we'll see what the polls are saying bruce lavelle where can people find, find you on social media well i'm on twitter bruce underscore l-e-v-e-l-l of course truth social bruce lavelle All right, very good. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.